It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! So I don't know if you guys have been <laughs> watching on the commercial or on the um, the, the live stream, uh, but there's a, there's about to be a brawl. <laughs> I am between Terrence Therese, Steve Conrad, and uh, Taryn. You know, bubbles for thoughts. I'm really glad. <laughs> I'm really glad, number one, that the audio wasn't on before, <laughs> and the fact that yes. I can completely and utterly disagree with my friend Taryn and still love her. I still love you. you. you have, tell me We're how to do homies. that. I know. I'm, it's I'm, hard I'm, for I me. I don't have to go home with her. That's yes, the difference. That's true. Oh, yeah. I haven't told you that yet? <laughs> we ain't got no room. <laughs> that's true. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is Ears Up. Uh, Bev apparently was so disturbed she walked out. <laughs> She gone. Yeah. It's like uh, Liverpool fans in the 77th minute. They just walk out <laughs> protesting something or other. Match is already over. Match is over. So the other day, whatever, I don't want to even get involved in it. <laughs> I'm going to, The other day, Liverpool up 2-0. 10,000 fans walk out. They go down. Yep. That's they, how it happens, man. Stupid. Whatever. Anyways. That's for my uh, man, you fan who I forget his name. Uh, <laughs> yes, this is Ears Up. We have a pretty cool show for you. I'm actually really excited about it. Um, we are uh, talking with Terrence, Conrad, Therese, Steve. Um, <laughs> Where did Steve come from? Where did Therese come from? Therese was the uh, Starbucks. Starbucks. Oh, that's Therese. right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and Steve is the name I use at the uh, Chinese food restaurant by my house. <laughs> right. <'Cause> <laughs> because <laughs> they didn't mind, understand. They didn't understand Conrad. <laughs> I had a, had a... Steve is a backup for Conrad, which is right. a backup for Terrence. Exactly. Right. And then wow, Therese Beth. is just fun. Yes. <laughs> um, but we're also talking to Mouse Brew. Our friend Dan at Mouse Brew, mm-hmm. he's going to call in. I say at Mouse Brew like it's a thing. That's his handle on um, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, so if you guys like it, look, everyone likes a beer. We're having a beer here with the show. Um, if you guys like, uh, you know, keeping track of what's happening in the drinks world at uh, DCA, of course, follow Mouse Brew, man. Yeah. He's a good dude. He gives some stuff away, too. Great info as well. Yeah. Really good. So we're going to call him in a bit. Um, but first, hey, we're on iTunes. We're on all these things. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't even want to talk about it. You know where, you know where we are because you're listening. Uh, if you have feedback that goes to Taryn. Compliments go to Terrence. You can say hi, hi. to Bev, and that's all at earsup-podcast.com, ears with a Z. Uh, anything else goes to me. My name is Jason. Uh, don't forget we have our blog. We have some cool stuff. Join us on uh, social medias. Um, if you want to support us, which I would really appreciate, shop uh, via our Amazon link there on the homepage. We get a little uh, a little referral cash. It helps us out. You don't pay anything extra. It helps you out for sure. Um, you can do you can become a reoccurring donor. We appreciate that. Or just even a one-time donor. You know, throw us five bucks or whatever. I don't care. Uh, buy Cove Ears. Go to getcoveears.com. Uh, or you can buy churro shirts. And hopefully by the time this broadcast comes out, you can buy the churro shirts on getcoveears.com. Or go to churroshirt.com. Mm-hmm. Um, our friend Lulu, who uh, helped design that shirt, and she did all the artwork for the churro shirt. You can find her on the T Public site. Go to tpublic.com and search Beer Me or Lulu Gumshoe. And her little Beer Me guys there. And uh, Lulu, you know, it'll help Lulu out for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a cool shirt, man. It's a cute little beer guy. So if you're a beer guy, this is your dude. Uh, Taryn, you have some feedback? I do. Uh, first one is from George. Hi, uh, George. Hey, George. <laughs> it's uh, the subject is. OMG, San Diego Zoo. <clears throat> okay. okay. 
saying the San Diego Zoo is just a zoo is like saying Disneyland <laughs> is just an amusement park. That's right. We because someone was say, talking something about the San Diego Zoo going to the zoo, and we're like, it's just a zoo. Well, I think that he's. I, I think he might be referring. He might be a couple, a few shows back. Okay. I think mm-hmm. he's referring to show. I think it was thirty one when we were talking about things to do near Disneyland. Yes. Yes. So I think that's what he's okay. referring to, and we definitely. Did say, you know, if you like zoos, go to the zoo, what up? It's a zoo, yeah. <laughs> have have um, any of us ever been there? No, because no, it's a zoo. We don't like zoo. I don't like, I don't like <laughs> zoo. <laughs> I'm just getting <laughs> deeper. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think he was a little offended by that. Okay. Sorry. But, hey, I don't know. I've never been. So, uh, what was his comment? I, I, you know. um, uh, he says, uh, I've only been once many years ago, and it is huge. So that's all. He doesn't really describe what's so great about it, but I'm sure it is. What was the first part? He, said, oh, he just said, okay, saying the San Diego Zoo is just a zoo is like saying Disneyland is just an amusement park. Okay. So he's saying it's it's big, it's big, bigger, it's better than a zoo. Like it's, we're underselling it. Yeah. Okay. No, no, I mean, I understand. Well, and having never been there, maybe we don't know. Maybe it is an amazing zoo. I mean, well, and he says it's huge. Go. The so, San Diego Zoo is supposed to be humongous. Yeah, but, but also right? Disneyland is but, an amusement but, park. No, 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 no. But just saying it's simply an, it's an amusement park. It's just an amusement park. park. Like putting That's it on par with like is. six like if so, Okay, exactly. If someone <laughs> said, oh, if you said, you know what, you should go to Disneyland. If someone's like, ah, there's a county fair right by my house. I think I'll go there. County fairs are not amusement parks. <laughs> okay, but what if somebody was going to go to, to, go to Knott's Berry? It's the same thing. It's on par with oh, Berry. It's the same thing. It is not. It is not. Okay. Don't be that guy. Okay, so what he's trying to say, I think, is um, it's in a different category. Of, yeah. A yeah. zoo is a different category than other zoos, but it's still a zoo. It's still a zoo. Right. He's at not least saying at an amusement it's not a park. zoo. Well, of course he's not saying it's not a zoo, Taryn. Thank you for, <laughs> for well, saying that. Well, that's what that. you just no, made but the I'm argument. No, but I'm saying... It's still a theme park. It's still much more exciting than seeing animals but trapped. But I think what he's trying to say is it is the zoo. Like, Disneyland is right. the theme park. Uh, he's yes, not okay. comparing San Diego Zoo saying. and Disneyland. Okay. He's saying like, that Disneyland is the upper echelon of no, amusement parks. Let me also parks. just say... I know what he's saying. saying something's larger, like there's more to walk, is not a selling point for me. <laughs> there's more to drive your uh, your little scooter your guy around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, there's, there's more. He says, I love your show, but I had to comment on that statement. Okay. Well, okay. you did. Fair <laughs> Sorry about that. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy listening and get a kick out of your podcast. One of my favorite parts is Taryn thinks, uh, but when the pre-made intro plays uh, plays it, I can only hear Taryn stinks. It <laughs> makes me laugh. Taryn stinks. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the sound of a shower going <laughs> during that yeah. portion uh, as well. That's, 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 the, that's, that's the bubble. It's, it's, it's she's taking a bubble bath. Yeah. yeah. Soap bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, George, I think you've Love changed it, this George. entire show. Taryn <laughs> stinks. It stinks. I'm never going to get that out uh, of my mind no. now. <laughs> Thanks, George. Well, <laughs> and I thought we were going to have a, a, a heck of a time letting people, making people understand it's Taryn's thinks. Yeah. They're her thinks. It's her thoughts, yeah. Belonging to her as possessive, they are Taryn's thinks. And that's hard to get through sometimes, but yeah. Taryn stinks is... <laughs> that's easy. It's amazing. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, so that's all he can hear. It makes him laugh. Um, he says, I don't get to Disneyland as often as I like, and you help fill that void. Keep it up. Thanks. All right. So that was a good email. That's, Thanks, George. Well, sorry we sort of destroyed it. Um, the next one is from Banzaya. I've never heard this name. Okay. But I think it's pretty cool. Um 
I recently got into your podcast, and let me say that I am hooked. This is by far the best Disney Disneyland news podcast out there. And you four are so funny in all caps Thanks. and an exclamation point. I'm Thanks. so happy I stumbled upon this little thing a few weeks ago. Uh, not finding the right listening experience to scratch that Disneyland itch. Uh, lo and behold, I saw the logo, turned it on. I think my first episode was the history of Indiana Jones and was amazed at how much I learned about one of my favorite rides afterwards. Um, though I'd say my all-time favorite ride is Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean. <laughs> she wrote that. I like that. Um, this is a cool podcast by some great Disney fans, and I'm glad to find something that I can listen to about my favorite place, especially when it's six hours away. I'm coming from the same area as you guys. My favorite segment is Taryn Thinks, which has, uh, which has the best intro ever, and I'm looking forward to more shows to come. Uh, I'd just like to suggest a History of the Matterhorn episode. The Matterhorn has a long-running and interesting origin. Keep up the great work. I've actually been working then on that on that one already. As well. Oh, really? Nice. Yes, I have. Well, there we go. Yeah. Benzaya is going to be very excited. Oh, yeah. So, and I'm probably um, butchering that name. I, you know, I, I have an email from uh, this person. Um, oh, another one? Uh, yeah, just just to me personally. I have a feeling Benzaya is a, is a pin name. Oh. Um, because I have the real name here as oh. an email, but I'm not going to give it out because they want to be known as Benzaya von Halfwaltz. Uh, she says, uh, or he, or whatever. I just sent feedback to Terrence, even though it probably means Terrence, about a week ago, and I just noticed how close you guys produce your podcast to where I live. You said an episode a few months back, you're broadcasting from Concord. I live in Martinez. Oh, wow. This is amazing. <laughs> Keep up the great work. I'm up to see the park. Yeah, if you're local um, and you see online that we're recording, come down. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Come I, down, have a beer. Sure. Hang nice. Out, or don't have a beer if you don't drink. We sell soda. <laughs> All kinds of soda. I like drinking sodas. And there's free water. And there's free water. <laughs> you ready, Taryn? Sure. For what? Oh. Taryn. Thanks. Okay, you guys, this one is serious. <sighs> okay, you know how history is literally being made every day? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, well. Okay. <laughs> in I'm, like, I'm in. I'm okay. in. I'm in. Okay. If this were a movie, if this were a movie logline, I'd produce it. Okay. I'd give me, take my money. History. Okay. Being made. Literally. History is literally being made every single day. Okay. So in like 20 or 30 years or 10 even. Oh, um, wow. Well, okay. Okay, think, aren't they going to have to delete stuff from history textbooks? They can only get so big. <laughs> <laughs> so, you got my question. This is a serious topic. Oh, my God. My question is, what gets deleted and who decides that? Taryn, honey. Yeah. So, you know how we're... <laughs> You know how we're in the future? <laughs> we're in the future? Yes. So I don't know that books are necessarily going to be around for, you know. Oh. Yeah. I don't mean. The internets. No, that's Nothing fine. Has but, to be deleted. but school is not going to become 13 years. There's still only the set amount of time to teach kids about history. So something's going to get booted. What gets booted? I can't even understand. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even. I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid. 
You should be. I am. You should be. Children in the future aren't going to learn everything. Are you saying that in 20 years they're going to be like, you know what? A lot has happened. Ah, don't talk about World War Two. That's what. I, no, Just that's, that's my point. Just is, done. Just is, gone. Things are going to have to get kicked out of history class because there's not enough time to focus on everything. The whole midnight run of Paul Revere is just going to yeah, be irrelevant. Yeah, that's gone. That's, that's, by that's gone. That's, well, gone. that's more music theory because they're a good band. Like Christopher Columbus? <laughs> gone. No one's even going to know that name. His his holiday is going to get replaced by Obama Day. Um. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys it was serious. Do you practice these? No. At home so you don't like <laughs> lose your crap while you're saying this? No, if I did that, then these wouldn't be serious. This one was a very serious topic. You guys didn't take it seriously at all. <laughs> Who do I need to talk to? There's got to be somebody like in no Sacramento. One. No one. <laughs> I just want to make sure the correct things get taken out. <laughs> Yellow? Hey, Dan. Jason? Yeah, what's happening, buddy? Nothing. How are you doing? Pretty good. We're just listening to Taryn. Um, I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> Is the live stream live? Live streams live. Live streams live. Uh, oh wow. There's a little delay, but uh, you know. I should probably turn down the volume one more. Yeah. Oh, Taryn. I just. I mean, I don't know. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm <laughs> not think, even going to talk about. I thought about that it. was a serious topic. I'm sure you did. Uh, I, we're talking yeah. with Mouse Brew. Hey, how's right it going, now? guys? What's happening, man? Um, I can. I've, I've thought about what she's saying because I'm. I'm thinking about the human brain aspect of it. How does the brain remember all that history? Mm-hmm. And how are you going to make a test to test that knowledge? Right. Exactly. I hear you. Everything's getting diluted if you don't take <laughs> stuff out. Yeah, that's yeah, an interesting point. But I'm doing well. Um, I was just. Uh, <laughs> Just at um, DCA on uh, was it Monday night for their fifteenth anniversary? Oh, nice! Aw- awesome celebration. Yep, they had uh, letters up on the marquees, uh, banners hanging from the Carthay. Um, I know the at Disneyland Twitter feed was all day going. You know, what was your favorite original DCA attraction? Um, they were giving <laughs> away buttons in the morning, newspaper. So it was it was pretty cool. I had to go there because. Uh, yeah, Mouse Brew Center so much around that part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is that is Mouse Brew. That's Mouse Brew Center. That's Central. Mouse, Mouse Brew yeah. Central. Exactly. Is, Mouse Brew is headquarters. DCA, man. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that's that should be a, a good history lesson. You've done so many uh, good history lessons on DCA, oh, thanks, so it's a milestone. And I I thought it was interesting that uh, so DCA's milestone will always coincide with Disneyland. Oh because yeah, we're celebrating the 60th of Disneyland, 15th. So then it'll be. 20th and 65th and so forth. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. I like I like when it's like, you know, even like that, not 60th and 13th because there's <laughs> no one no one seems to care. You know, we were at um when Taryn and I were on our honeymoon, uh, which now I'm looking back on it, I might be second guessing it after that Terrence Thinks segment. Um, Rude. Just kidding. It was the uh, it was what some anniversary of the Magic Kingdom, I think, wasn't it? It was like the 43rd mm. or so, something like it was that. Some 
some uh, random thing. I don't remember. And there was nothing. Like we That's were telling right. we were telling cast members. Like oh, we, it was the anniversary of the day it opened. I think. Oh yeah, that would be the end. Got it. <laughs> Terrence stinks. <laughs> and uh, and and so I was kind of like shocked that I mean, even though it was an odd numbered you know anniversary or whatever, uh, that no one that there was just no acknowledgement you know at all. And I would think that that they would at least I don't know wave a flag or something, hand out a pin or I don't know. You know what I mean? Something. Mm. But maybe they don't when it doesn't really matter. Forty three. It's, yeah, like, your 40, it it's like your forty third birthday. Attempt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so what's 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 new? What's happening in uh, DCA in the, uh, in, well, the in the drinks world? It's got to be the hugest news to come out, especially in reference to the 15 years. It has to be Cove Bar. Yes. Yeah. Taryn and so, I finally got to go because he of did the. It. Yeah. Oh man, it was great. There was enough seating finally, and uh, the line was shortened up, right? Well, so uh, the the odd thing is, uh, I think we were there a couple days b- after you. Uh, and mm-hmm. you had posted on Instagram that their seating wasn't open yet in the, in oh, the, that's in the right. thing. And so, right. and so we were there like, well, why isn't the seating open, I guess? But we got this. So this is a weird thing. DCA opens at 11 and Tara and I are like, we, we, we need to go. It was kind of a busy weekend. There's really wasn't a whole lot going on. And we're like, we, we're just going to, we're, we're going to make it our, 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 our goal today to go to Cove Bar. Mm-hmm. So we get to Cove Bar at 1130. Park opens at 11. There's already a 45 minute wait. Well, because the Cove Bar opens right at 11, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's just, and it's like, what has happened? But then the people in front of us left, and then someone else had left, and so we eventually got in after like 10 minutes. And it was really cool, uh, but I just thought that was the weirdest thing. So if you want to go, either you're waiting there, or, you know, you get there, it's, you run there. Pretend it's uh, Peter Pan's flight or something like that. Can I ask Dan <laughs> a quick question about Cove sure. Bar? No. About his experience? <laughs> Have you ever felt like the... I don't know what to call them. The bouncers, the guys that take your name. <laughs> that they're I think it's called the host station. The, yeah, right? the host yeah. station or the cast members. But that's the cast members story. that take your name. But mm-hmm. the ones that wear the sunglasses, they <sighs> seemed a little attitudey to me. Well, it was one guy. No, it was all of them. They all walked around like. But one guy I had sunglasses, sunglasses on. No, they all did. Okay. They all had dumb sunglasses, and they acted like they and they had those things Who in is their ears. This? They had those yeah. things in their ears, like they're the like, walkie-talkie. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like the Secret Service, and they were walking around like they were Secret Service. Because, and I think it's because they get to tell everybody no. And I don't know, it bothered yeah. me. Did, have you ever experienced that? Or we that... all know that there's a hierarchy of cast members, and I don't know if you've done a show about that, but that'd be a great Ooh. show. <laughs> the hierarchy of the CM, um, and I think with, I mean, Kovar's explosion, they had their their stock has to have gone up, especially maybe that position. I think the power, you get to wear the shade, you got the earpiece. I mean, that's pretty cool. I haven't had those experiences. Um, usually when I go up there, it's because I'm researching something. Mm. Um, and I usually talk to the female cast members. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess it's just me maybe being a guy. Like I, go, I approach them, and then I ask them for a bit of information or, hey, can I go in and snap a quick picture? And they've allowed me to do that because I'm – I just explain what I'm doing straight up. Yeah. Um, you're not I trying to, you're not trying to steal a seat or anything. Exactly. Yeah. I just try to be as respectful as I can, but I definitely could see where you're coming from. And I saw you post that on it, like Instagram. Um, yeah. Was the, was the expansion seating open when you did make it there? No. Okay. So from what I heard from my followers on Instagram was, and I filmed it, the flooring, it looked like this gelatinous, uh, like glue type 
fluid was filling in the cracks, the slats of the board. And uh, all these people were coming at me saying that apparently knives that would fall off the tables were falling then into Paradise Bay. (laughs) (laughs) All the silverware and stuff. Yeah, maybe they didn't choose the brightest Imagineers for for the flooring there because apparently the slats were too, uh, too wide and the silverware was dropping below. And uh, someone said we need to fill in those slats ASAP, and that's what it was. So it was awesome. Dry is what it was before they could let people sit in there Mm. again. Okay, okay. (laughs) But did you notice the signage for the Cove Bar now? Yes, I did notice that it changed. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. It's probably five times the size. It used to be a little uh, a swinging sign, mm-hmm. not lit up and all wooden. And now if you go there at night, I mean, it's all in lights. It's like Vegas, the Cove Bar. Actually, it's something <laughs> interesting. They dropped the, it used to be the Cove Bar. Now it just says Cove Bar. Hmm. Oh, I wonder oh. why. I've always called it Cove yeah, Bar. I uh, maybe that way, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like the Ramones are just Ramones, but everyone calls them the Ramones. Right. right. Mm-hmm. It's just the Ramones. But it, in terms of just, uh, it, so it doubled in size, but the bar and the kitchen are still the same. So it's the idea is it allows the people that were in line waiting to at least sit down. The service isn't going to be faster necessarily. Um, I noticed they have like a stand over there, but it's not. It's just basically to get more people sit, seated in there. And they did add space heaters above. I don't know if you saw there. There's like these heaters. So maybe um, that was something that they had uh, missed those. I yeah, think, I didn't but... yeah, they almost look like uh, video screens. Yeah, they're like they're they're like LED or oh. something, right? Now they're, they're not gas anymore, right? I've seen those before. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the tech. So maybe that was one thing people had said. Oh, do you have heaters? Or they're <laughs> staying later now because a lot of people want to stay and try to catch world of color. Although that side, I don't know if you could really see anything. And you're, it's a lot louder on the expansion side. It's where. Uh, there used to be a gazebo where you'd meet Sailor Donald for anyone that's been around. Mm-hmm. And um, it's right where they go, in five, four, three, two, scream! <laughs> so you're hearing, like, the, the California screaming taking off constantly. Um, but on the other side of it, you are – it's kind of nice. They put some planners in between you and the people walking on the boardwalk. So it's got that cafe-style feel. Around the, the edge are um, table like low tables and then in the center the high tables okay that's so cool that sounds a like lot a cool of people setup super, yeah a lot of people are super excited i was a little um surprised by the roofing it's uh did you see it's like um kind of like a mesh tarpish it's not a solid roof yeah and there seems to be it reminded me i think uh, if i remember correctly a lot of um at epcot in between the the world showcase and uh. and the actual park where it's like uh, it's almost triangles put together mm-hmm. it's not a, right and i didn't understand that because no. you know number one it doesn't rain all the time uh, granted but when it does then that's yeah. going to go through and then the sun I, I don't know just make it solid what 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 is going on with disney in the uh, in the in the slotted uh tarp it was really yeah it's kind of interesting i wasn't expecting that i was expecting it to more slow it, it still looks nice, and there's a nice uh, little, what I call like a hood ornament at the top of a seahorse, and it's got <laughs> these LED sparkly lights. Oh, cool. No, I missed that one. Well, we went at, you know, like I said, like 1130, so we would have we would have totally missed it anyways. Um, if you, uh, like on the Mouse Brew YouTube channel, I, uh, I have filmed and documented the expansion so they could they could see it there. But in terms of beer, I wanted to get to, so I noticed that, Harp was gone off tap, and so was the Anaheim Hefeweizen. Mm-hmm. So um, 
they had just replaced this with shout out to San Francisco. Anchor Steam and Anchor Lager are now on tap at the Cove Bar. Those are the two new beers. Yeah, that California Lager is pretty delicious. I agree. And I like it. That's not the only place that Anchor Steam or Anchor Brewing has gotten into the parks. So they must have. They must have some deal. Um, they're also at the hotel now on tap at the Napa Rose. They got the Anchor Lager there. Oh wow! And also at the Carthay, the Carthay Lounge and Carthay Restaurant, they have Anchor Brewing Big Leaf Maple. Okay. Yeah. So something there's been a shift there, which I welcome. You know, anytime yeah. there's a new tap, you got to go try it. How do, how does it travel? Because you know, being from up here, we get Anchor all the time, and honestly, even in the Bay Area, Anchor doesn't travel all that well. I love Anchor Steam, but you, it can kind of be, I don't know, not as approachable as maybe some of the the other craft beer that's out there. So maybe it doesn't move as fast or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. how is it tasting down in LA? It tasted fine to me. What was really cool about the Carse where I had it, um, and this is something pretty big for Mouse Brew, I would say, is that they have a tasting flight at Carse where they do the three beers. Oh, wow. And it, and it was formerly all Anaheim Brewing, which the first time I yeah. went there, I was even like, there's an Anaheim brewery. It turns out it's just downtown Anaheim. But if you're going to do a tasting flight, you don't want to get, you know, three from the same brewery. Right. So they have just recently within the past few months, updated the, the beer tasting flight, and now it's called, like, the California Craft Beer Flight. So they have one of them's the Anchor Big Leaf Maple, and then they have Sierra Nevada Keller Weiss, and uh, finally Ballast Point, the Sculpin IPA. Hmm. Plain Sculpin or grapefruit? Just plain. Okay, and I think it's a good representation because you got the IPA, the uh, you know, the Red Amber, and then the Hess, and it replaced the Anaheim Gold, Anaheim Hess, and... Anaheim 1888, which was like their amber. Right. So it's a, in, so you get two from Northern California, one from Southern California. But now that they're calling it the California Craft Flight, I'm expecting hopefully some more movement, mm-hmm. maybe some more uh, rotations coming through. That'd be good. Well, uh, you know, considering, uh, Dan, that uh, Ballast Point is no longer considered craft brew because we're <laughs> bought by Constellation Brands, owners of Modelo. Uh, Thank so, you for your time. By one, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, that depends on what definition of craft, I guess. Completely agree with you. The definition. Well, I I went to uh, Tap Takeover, uh, and I tried their watermelon, uh, Dorado, their mango, even keel, and they're the most – I mean, that's craft beer because (laughs) – I mean, so they have the grapefruit, the watermelon, the – I mean, they call it the Tap Takeover fruit salad. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, I I get your – side of it but then what they're producing is amazing right now yeah i mean and, and really, it's really just tongue-in-cheek because i'm i'm the last person to care about if something is craft or not i've always said if, if it's good drink it exactly it doesn't it doesn't yeah. matter who brewed it doesn't matter who owns it i just i honestly don't care but i just i don't know i like uh, i like thumbing my nose a little bit like whenever i see anyone drinking a lagunitas i go yeah. hey you're having a heineken how's that tasting uh, only 50%. Yeah, this is this is coming from the guy that has that currently has Coors Banquet and Modelo in our fridge. At least they know say, who they yeah. are, though. I brought Coors Banquet to your house. Hey, at, least, I, at least they know who they are. Right? They're not trying to pretend to be anything else. Hey, I like Ballast Point beer. That's why yeah. I buy a lot of it. Yeah, and that was I mean, the Modelo, thing, uh, sorry, and Golden Road too recently, right? Mm-hmm. Golden, Golden Road. Road I well. mean, ten barrel. There's tons of them. I think people are falling but left and right. So. Golden Road was different though because they said they're out to get bought. Uh, that was Saint Archer. Oh, oh, sorry. You're right. Yeah. That was Saint Archer. You're right. Yeah, Saint Archer. Saint Eli, would, yeah. They were created in 2013, and their whole goal was to sell out. Which yeah. I don't care. The it's, beer's good. Yeah, good for you. Actually, the beer's not very good. 
Anyway, we're we're devolving into the beer show. Well, now. well I actually, I, the Golden Road does have the Disneyland tie-in, or I should say DCA, because and also the Disneyland Resort in general. So Golden Road, they're actually also um, now at the Napa Rose, and on tap. And not only that, it's their Wolf Among Weeds uh-huh. IPA is on tap at Napa Rose. It's hmm. a good beer, which I thought was awesome. And I know you've been to the L.A. location. Well, yeah. they have the Anaheim Tap Room now open just about four miles from Disneyland. Oh, wow. So the brewery's under construction, yep, but they have a tap room, 20 taps. So if you're in, you know, you're going to Disneyland and you want to go to Golden Road, you no longer have to go to L.A. It's right near Angel Stadium just down uh, Catella. Okay. Nice. And you can also get beer to go, so you could get a growler <laughs> fill there cool. or uh, or just uh, eat at a restaurant. And the brewery is under construction, which they're supposedly going to be doing um, uh, beers that are going to be unique to the Anaheim location. Okay. That's, I like that. I like it when people do that kind of stuff because, it, yeah. you know, it, it, it's a draw. Uh, I mean, it's just like Disneyland, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a draw. It, bring, it brings you in, and it's something that you get um, where you are only. Not everybody can get it. You have to actually travel to the to the place. Totally right. agree. Yeah, Absolutely. That's why each, like, you know, ballpark needs to have their own little unique foods and beers, too. Mm -hmm. And so have you been to the Napa Rose? No. No. That's next on our list. That's next on the list. We're saving. We're saving for it. Well, I hear that you can sit at the bar. Oh, you can just go to the bar. bar. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay, because we've talked before in the past on past shows about the Hearthstone Lounge. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, and yes. And the Hearthstone Lounge, obviously, it's much more visible. They only have the two beer taps in there, yeah. Um, you know, the, which is what you can get in the park, which is the uh, Tower 10 IPA. So the Napa Rose, it doesn't open until 5, but I went in there recently. You can just walk right into the bar, you know, just walk up. They okay. have uh, also bootleggers out of Fullerton, Red Ale on tap, uh, Anchor Lager, the Wolf Among the Weeds, a Chimay, White Label. Oh, wow. And then they have a large bottled selection. I was talking to the bartender there, and it's it's more uh, fancy in there. It's more luxurious feeling than the Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. I mean, you feel like, whoa, this is, okay, this is pretty nice in here. Like, immediately, <laughs> you sat, I sat down to the bar, and there was a glass of water in front of me. Ooh. It was like crust ice, and I was, Fancy. That's nice. when you, and when you come in from that DCA gate, and you just, you're just done. Right. You've been walking, it's hot, and you just... You just walk up to the bar and you get an ice cold glass of water. I mean, there's nothing better than that. Yeah, that's cool. So it was great. But the beers the selection there was great. And then I was talking to the bartender and he said, you know, you can get it to go and drink it anywhere at the Grand Californian. And I said, oh, that's interesting. Can you get, you know, the mixed drinks because it's a full bar? And he said, yeah. Basically, the liquor license of the Grand Californian, you can get any beer, wine, hard alcohol, and just as long as it's consumed you know, in the lobby, on the press, anywhere in that general. So you could go to the Hearthstone but get the better beer at the NASA. That is, <laughs> that that is cool. great so to in, know. In case that you, you feel – so this is how I would imagine it because, like you said, you're done, dude. You're oh, done. Yeah. And and what we're doing now most of the time because it's not in the 50s, we're not – nobody dresses up to go to the parking where we dress this down as possible. Right. I would feel so awkward going into the Napa Rose in, you know, my, my Disneyland trainer shoes or whatever and my shorts and exactly. this you know, billowy well, – whatever, I don't know, shirt I got going on, whatever I got going on, sweating and gross. And there's people in slacks. Uh, right. You know, trying to enjoy a forty dollars steak or whatever it is, <laughs> right, and I'd right. be like, I feel really weird right now. Yeah, exactly. 
So that's cool. But, that's key, just to sneak yeah. in and grab a quick one, and then and then and then the go bounce. to the the lower, oh, yeah. the lower was, class one. It was totally cool. Like there's you know a little hostess stand right when you. And those of you that don't know, so basically, if you enter uh, the Grand Californian from the DCA entrance to the park, you go down and then you make a right, um, like you're going to the hotel. But it's on your right before um, the uh, the character. It's not the where the character dinner is there, and it's just a some doors and you go in there's a little hostess but i simply said oh you know can i get a drink from the bar and as long as there's room you can just go right in there and like you said you just grab the beer to go and they got a great selection of beer in the craft beer as well as um you know they haven't had like guinness in there and anything you could really want they actually have about five bootleggers in the bottle there oh wow so yeah they really got that local beer up in there I like boot. I like bootleggers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? I do. They have one of my favorites in there, the Golden Chaos. That was the first one I had from them. Amazing Golden Ale. That's very cool, man. Yeah, and then finally to finish out. So we talked a little bit about DCA with the Mouse Brew, uh, the hotel, and the other big news that's happening in the resort area is Downtown Disney. The House of Blues is closing. Oh, really? Yeah. That's really sad. I didn't know that. What's, oh, yeah. what's going in? What, do you know why? Well, uh, yes. So they are going to be closing in May to reopen summer 2016, pr- projected July, to open at the Garden Walk, which is this outdoor oh, mall area oh, on Catella. Really? Yeah, I know. It's It can be a ghost town at times. Uh, there's like P.F. Chang's there, yeah. uh, PK, um, a few other restaurants. Bubba Gump is there. So it's pretty, you know, a lot of touristy restaurants. Mm-hmm. There used to be a movie theater back there, and uh, House of Blues is moving into the old movie theater. It's going to be two-story, a lot more space for concerts. I guess that's what they wanted, probably fewer restrictions. Mm-hmm. And being on Disney property, they could have uh, different bands come in, maybe different curfews, less... Uh, noise restrictions and stuff? Less restrictions, yeah. yeah. Okay. What's so going- I see you. Yeah, and I see some people are seeing it. I was uh, the first person that posted this on Instagram because I heard that Lucille Smokehouse Barbecue is going to be taking that place. Yes. Oh. We have one of those in yes. Concord. I've never been. Never been. It's wow. real good? Good stuff. It's real good barbecue. Good. Yeah. Oh. Maybe we'll have to go to that. Yes. And I'm hoping they, they have a good craft beer selection, too. <laughs> yeah. It'll be my second favorite restaurant in downtown Disney. Really? Nothing's yeah. really been announced as far as, you know, Lucille's is coming in, but I have very credible sources that work backstage at downtown Disney that say they've seen them there. And like I said, it's closing in May, and Lucille's is the, it's the word that's being passed around. And it's, I mean, when I post that on Instagram, people are like, Yes, you know, downtown Disney is going to have a real good place to eat now. Cool. That's really awesome. Yeah, so that's that's what's going on. Dude, thanks. Awesome. Dan, I appreciate it, man. That was uh it's really good talking to you. And I'm sorry we missed you last time we were at the park. We'll have to uh we'll have to plan that yeah. a little better. We and I heard the last you two times. Yeah. But wow. Carthay, like you said, it's it's pretty crowded. If you uh, mm-hmm. do you see how that there's like a line that waits on the left hand side for yep. the lounge? Yeah, you need you need <laughs> a reservation terrible. to get. I mean, you, when it's when the when the park is 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 crowded and for DCA right. to be that crowded, it's uh, God. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on these days with people wanting to go to Disneyland. <laughs> Stop it. Nobody go anymore. <laughs> because uh, yes, and the only reason we got in uh, because our friends had reservations, and we're like, let's go in early, and then we'll say we're with you, and then you can go up for your dinner, and it'll be amazing. 
uh, and then so we got to we got to drink, but it was just uh, I don't know. It's 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 hard these these places, and I think you, we were talking about this the, one of the first times you were on, where you were giving us little alcoves and little kind of cool hiding spots to go and have a drink. But now yeah. those spots are all kind of being overrun, mm-hmm. like the wine country yeah. trattoria or whatever right. up above the thing. That's full all the time now. In the uh, in the downstairs location where we've met before to have a drink, um, I mean the CMs there. They want to get taps in there. You know where I'm talking about where they just yeah. have the bottled, and they want to get taps in there. They want that to be more advertised. So, I mean, they want it to grow. Right. That's wow. what's going to happen. Wow. I mean, look at the cove. That's just insane. Dude. My friend and I were there on the 15th anniversary, and we're just like, remember when this place was just a hole in the wall? <laughs> you know? You guys were like, like uh, you said, 45-minute wait. Yeah, so you guys are like right, like, when it, right when it opens. Regulars. Or like the yeah. like Statler and Waldorf or something. <laughs> All right, Dan, we're gonna let you split, man. Thanks. Yeah, good to talk to you. We'll yeah, catch you, too. you next time. All right, buddy. Thanks, brother. All right, take take care. care. Bye. Bye. Always good to hear from Dan. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Real good insight. All inside the info. information. All the info. All right, Terrence. Speaking of all the info, it's time to talk about the wives that never were. I don't have a good <laughs> intro, so I just do it right there for you. All right. So, um, any. With um, with any good, um, say, manager of any place, yeah. um, you'll get a lot of ideas, and you have to be able to sift through them and see which ideas are good, uh, which ideas could be great, and which ideas should just be thrown back at the person that suggested it. Okay. And so, obviously, with Disneyland and Disney in general, with um, all of the people who are working for them, they're going to have ideas – Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of the ideas just aren't going to pan out. They're not going to be good ideas. So we're going to talk about some of the stuff that was never done. Um, some of these things were just basic concepts. Uh, some were actually almost taken to the final stages. Um, and we're not just going to talk about attractions. We're also going to talk about some lands that were supposed to be in Disneyland. Ooh. And okay. also some theme parks uh, within America that were supposed to be built that just were never built. Ooh. Disney-related. Disney-related. Wow. Disney-owned. Yeah, I had no idea. Yes. So, um, would it would it would it be one in Northern California? Uh, unfortunately, no. Nah. That'd be great if it was. I wish there was a Disneyland up here, dude. Right? I we, would go. Like, we would probably hate it. Oh my gosh, because we're like, <sighs> no, we there are people hate. in like Nebraska who are listening and like they hate our. Yeah. Places. Oh, they're right. like, <laughs> like you shut serious. your dirty mouth. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of uh, the middle of nowhere, uh, the first place we're going to talk about is Disney's America. Um, it was scheduled to be built in Haymarket, Virginia. <laughs> right? I didn't even know that existed. Haymarket. Haymarket, hey. hey Virginia. <laughs> wow. Actually, this, uh, this theme park was slated to be open in 1998, just miles from the Battle of Manassas in Prince William County, Virginia. Uh, the park made sense uh, because of all the numerous Civil War mu- museums and battlefields in the area. Uh, the project um, began in 1993, and it was the pet project of Michael Eisner, who is no longer with the Disney Company. Okay. Um, it gained support from the local government. They thought it would be great for the, for uh, something Disney to come in. Um, but sure. some of the local citizens, and most importantly, the historians, the uh, Civil War reenactors in the area, did not want Disney coming in 
and disnifying their uh, their <clears throat> Dixie history, if you will. I guess I can totally see that. Like, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can see, uh, like, get out, Barry. Yeah, that's yeah. why. That's exactly what I saw. I so, can see that. There was a protest of three thousand people that wow. protested the park coming in. Now, normally, if you think of Disney, three thousand people is nothing. Disney doesn't care about it. No. But Disney decided, you know what? We're probably going to bow out of this. They, well, they didn't, they didn't want to have to do, you know, blue coat Mickey. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, so, yeah. it's such a weird concept to have this. But right. they did, um, before they bowed out, they had all of the, diff- the different areas that they wanted. There are nine different areas in the park. Uh, the first one is Crossroads USA. It's a Civil War era village that would have served as the hub of Disney's America. Guests would enter under an 1840s train trestle, which would have featured antique steam trains circling the park, which sounds amazing to me. They have steam trains going around the park. Sounds like Disneyland. Well, yeah, that's Disneyland. That is Disneyland. (laughs) The next one would be Native America, a recreation of a Native American village that would have reflected the tribes that were known in that part of the country. Uh, They would have enjoyed interactive experiences, exhibits, arts and crafts. They did all the same thing in the opening part day of Disneyland. They had a they had Native Americans there. What year was this? This was uh, 1993. (laughs) Oh, if that were today, no way, no No chance. So they were going to have arts and crafts uh, as well as a a whitewater raft ride that would have traveled through the area based on the Lewis and Clark expedition, and that became known as the Grizzly River Run. So what they were planning on doing here, they took those plans and it became Grizzly River Run. Uh, there will be a Civil War fort, Civil War fort that was um, going to be. Uh, it will plunge you into the turbulent times of that of American history. There'll be a replica battlefield where Civil War reenactments and water battles between the Monitor and the Merrimack would have been uh, fought as well. Okay. Uh, there would be a place called We the People, which would be a replica of Ellis Island. Uh, so this Disney's America, it would be okay. America's history. That's okay. what it would be, okay? okay. Um, but what part would um, would be taken away when <laughs> <laughs> the The park would never – This is why like, it didn't happen. Just like Disneyland, the park would never be completed because when something else would happen, they'd have to wipe out an entire land. Right. Uh, Welcome <laughs> to Steve Jobs land. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, there would be a state fair area. It would be a 1930s area with a live show about baseball. And there would be Coney Island theme rides. They had a roller coaster that was planned for there. And the roller coaster idea was brought to DCA, and it became California Screamin'. Huh. Uh, yes. I'm, Did Disney just – they cannibalize projects. Man. Oh, absolutely. They can't – I mean, I guess it, just because uh, – uh, a ride doesn't work, and a particular thing doesn't mean it's a bad idea. Well, right? and that's that's one of the smart one of the things that I've I've learned as a manager is that if you have an idea and you don't know where it fits, you write it down on a post it and you leave it somewhere because mm-hmm. eventually you'll find out where it fits. Yeah. and that's what they're doing. They're trying to come up with all these ideas, and they just don't fit. And then all of a sudden they're like, "Wait, we have this whole we're going to do Westcott, which we're not going to do now. We're going to do this whole thing, this homage to California." That fits in, so let's just throw it in there. Mm-hmm. So they're going to do that. They're going to have a family farm where you'd be able to do a lot of farm production. I, you know, like sharecropping. No, no <laughs> sharecropping, but churning, churning butter and doing stuff like that as well. All right. Uh, they we're going to have President Square churning butter. Nobody wants to churn butter. <laughs> I know. Nobody wants to churn butter. Not even people who have to churn butter <laughs> for a living yeah, want to churn, churn butter. butter. Not even people who want butter. Exactly. So uh, President Square. I like butter. <laughs> President Square would be a celebration. Of the birth of democracy and the Hall of Presidents from Walt Disney World would have actually been transported out here and it would be there. 
Uh, out here meaning Virginia. Out here to, uh, to haystack Virginia, Virginia or to haystack, to haystack, hay market, Virginia. Hay, hayseed, Virginia. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they have something called Enterprise, uh, which will take you through the Industrial Revolution. Star Trek. Yes, yeah. yes, the USS right. Enterprise. That's the Star Wars land of today. <laughs> it, they would also have a roller coaster type ride to take you through 19th century um, landscape with heavy in, uh, industry and blast furnaces. Uh, they have something called. This is, I'm with, telling you, you know, eight year old, you know, shoveling coal into the thing. I'm working hard so my little brother doesn't have to. Everybody, oh. but that's what it was. Oh, no, you're, you're absolutely right. This is craziness. Uh, they have victory filled. Victory filled would be a um, reenactment of the world wars. Um, and they'd also have an airfield. But, Bad idea. No, I know, but this is actually what's really cool, is that what um, ultimately became Soren over California uh, was proposed for here. What they wanted to have was a dogfight between American and German whites. What? what? They wow. wanted to have something that was a dogfight, but they didn't want it to be virtual reality. They actually wanted to have um, interweaving tracks where you would have the American flight doing, you know, corkscrews and stuff and coming at the German flight. And if you're on the one on the German flight, you would ultimately lose. Wow. It, it reminds me, honestly, of uh, Harry Potter, Harry Potter Land ride right. where you're on the broomsticks right. Right. and you're kind of cruising through. Like that, that's exactly what that reminds me of. Well, and, and Minus the racism. Right. That's not racism. It's not racism. It's just period. Specific. Well, it's period yeah. correct. No. So, um, so they, some of the ideas that they had for this area ultimately became Condor Flat. Um, it, Virginia was just not a good place to have a It seems park. like a weird, I mean, it's for lovers. But, it's not for it's not Disneyland, for Disney. right? But what they're trying to do is um, trying to find ways so that you can get more people to Disney parks. Because at this point, you have Florida or you have L.A. Right. And so if you're somewhere in the middle or you know far to either well, coast. Well, Virginia is still. It's still East Coast. It's East and up. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. East and up. Yeah. And, now, and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it so things are more accessible to people. Okay. But they decided to pull the plug on this. Uh, the next thing they're going to do is uh, Port I'm, Disney. I'm kind of glad. Yeah, you notice yeah. the glad. things that they're pulling the plug on maybe just weren't very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing is that they know a good idea when they see it, and they can pick and choose. Um, the next thing they're going to do is Port Disney and Disney Sea. Hey, let me ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Do go you ahead. know uh, speci- specifically about that one, about Hayseed, Virginia, but – um, hey market. Okay. It's fine. Um, <laughs> all our listeners all in Hayseed. Listeners. <laughs> right. Hey market! <laughs> uh, are, did, did some of these just never even clear the blue sky phase where they kind of just throw everything at the wall? There or five, is it kind of even more developed than that? They were, they were five years away from production. Um, wow. Some of them were actually in pre-production as well. But you had such – I mean – you say 3,000 people and it doesn't sound like a lot, but in such a small market, that's a lot of people that are pushing Hay markets are small, you. man. Hay markets are small. <laughs> Did, do you know if they bought land for that? Um, the, I'm, these, not, this I'm is, not sure if the land was secured. Okay. That, sure. that, all that kind of stuff, super. We could do a whole show on that. Yeah. Maybe not really. But, you know, how, how long, how far in advance uh, of an idea do they, do they buy the land? I mean, right. you know, so they get this idea, they, they, they fulfill it. And then they approve it, and then they try to find the land sure to fit the idea. I'm sure it's location specific. Something like, like that. Virginia, you probably can get a plot of land fairly easily. Yeah, fairly cheap. When you look yeah. at what people what they did with uh, Disney World, they had the land, and they just had kind of general concepts. They had no real, you know, secure idea. 
on what they were going to do and or what space they needed. God, they so still they don't. just bought. Oh, they bought everything. They just bought everything. <laughs> they got they got Earthing and yeah. they whatever whatever they needed, they'll make it fit. And if it didn't, if it was not. If it was too much space, well, then great. They have room for expansion as well. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not sure about this one as well. Okay. But um, so the next and one, I don't expect you to. I'm just no, no, no. I'm just curious. It's fine. It's okay. fine. Uh, the next one is Port Disney and Disney Sea. Uh, these were scheduled theme parks that would have been built in the port of Long Beach and incorporated into the newly acquired uh, Queen Mary and Spruce Goose. Now there would have been a couple of things there. This one would have been more. Um, interactive and educational than other parks. Uh, they would have had Oceana and would have been the park's uh, centerpiece. And this is what the, they um, they put out as their um, basically as the information. Uh, the architectural centerpiece of Disney Sea Oceana would also serve as one of the main educational components of the park. Within within this oceanarium, guests would experience true to life recreations of marine habitats and ecological systems from around the globe. Visitors would be able to touch, smell, feel, and hear the world of water. Uh, overhead walkways and underwater portholes would provide both birds' eyes and crabs' eyes views. Uh, they'd be able to see how gills work, how fish communicate, and how coral build their fragile, complex reefs. So basically, they would have a portion of this theme park underwater where you could actually see under the, the port of um, of Long Beach. Okay. Um, and then they, it'd be very educational. They'd also have a future... Research Center, which ultimately became the Living Seas at um, Epcot, um, where you would look at where the sea is now and where the sea is headed and how we can preserve it as well. Um, you mm, would they'd sounds have, like hippie stuff to me. Very much so. Um, they'd have interactive programs for students of all ages, so this would be a great place for people to go if they wanted to take a field trip. So instead of just taking the field trip to Disneyland and having fun, you could take a field trip here and and learn something. Um, they'd also have um, ocean, the Ocean Outreach Center, uh, which would serve as a library of the sea. Um, and all of it just sounded really boring. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, where'd um, you so go today didn't... on your field trip? Yeah. Disneyland. The water Disneyland. The wa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, and that's the thing is that, I mean, they had, it's, it's really close to Disneyland. How are you going to draw people to something like this? Instead of just going to the theme park, which is better, <laughs> how are you going to say, hey, I know that you guys have the exact amount of money to go to Disneyland on a field trip. Why don't you come here and just bore your students? <laughs> and what, what, it, what it reminds me of, what it sounds like, and you know, obviously it sounds like a Sea World or, or Marine World, Africa, right. USA, that right. we used to have up here or whatever. But w- whenever I, yeah, like I was it's just a a, an aquarium. aquarium. Yes. But when I see those things in a, a theme park setting or something, I, I it smacks of desperation. Where they don't know what else to do, and they're trying to make it educational, right? um, But fun, and adults really try hard to make education fun for kids, and it it just it never is, right? Just (laughs) just it's it's just not. And that's the thing is that what they did in Tokyo with Disney Sea is what they should have done here, where it's not just strictly educational, but it's extremely interactive, Mm -hmm. is extremely um, entertaining. And it's its own theme park. Like, it actually can hold its own weight as a theme park. Yeah. With this, it's not. It's basically we well, have this area. We have these two ships that are right here. Let's try to figure a way to Disneyfy them and incorporate them in what we're doing. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Tokyo Disney Sea isn't next door to it's Disneyland. Yeah, it actually is. fairly it, close. It? Yeah, okay. it's fairly close. It, well, Long Beach is sure. half an hour. I think you can take right. a boat to. 
Okay. To yes. Disney you, Sea. It, yeah, but from, I was worried that was. Gonna but be it's the still case. it's still night and day. It's still night and day, and mm-hmm. night and day not only as far as what they offer, um, but why they offer what they offer. And I I, I know I have coworkers who've been to both parks to Tokyo Disney and Disney Sea, and they're like, if you go and you have one day, go to either one. Because either one's hmm. amazing. That's what Blobber told us about Animal Kingdom yeah, or whatever, that was not and, and he's a liar. So, well, we're not going to get into that one right no, now. No, it's true. Um, the last park that we're going to touch on is Walt Disney's Riverfront Square. Uh, this was scheduled to be um, be constructed in St. Louis. They wanted to find something that was more towards the middle of America, so that people can go there as well. Um, there was the, one of Three, if you count Epcot, which I really don't because Epcot didn't turn out into what Walt wanted it to be. Right, um, right. His brother is, saw to that. Right, exactly. So this is – so there's uh, Disney World as as far as Magic Kingdom is concerned, Disneyland, mm-hmm. and then Disney's Walt Riverfront Square are the three parks that Walt actually had his hands in. Um, this one was going to be inter- uh, interesting because, like I said, it would have been in the middle of America. They would have found a way to actually be able to get people who are from more, quote-unquote, rural, rural areas – to a Disney park without them having to fly out to either coast. Um, it was also in Disney's home state, which he loved a lot. He loved all the history of the state, so they would have incorporated a lot of things about Lewis and Clark and their adventure. There's going to be um, a, an attraction based on all the different caverns in Missouri and a lot of things based around Davy Crockett as well. Um, it also would have been indoors. Um, it's it's kind of strange, but this would have been the first completely indoor theme park as well. It's uh, kind of creepy. We talked about that, didn't we? I'm not sure if we talked about that or not. I feel like we mentioned it. We did. We did. Something okay. like that. Yeah, something very similar. But uh, that's one of the neat things, especially with the weather in Missouri, is that you you know in in the winter months um, you don't really see the Disneyland or Disney World losing tourists, but you would hear simply because of the snow, and you still would anyway. Yeah. But with it being inside, you wouldn't have to uh, cancel half the stuff. Um, it'd be firmly rooted in history rather than fantasy, which is kind of strange. It would also it'll basically be a theme park based around what has happened in Missouri, which is strange. And then mm-hmm. um, boring. It, yeah, ex- <laughs> yes. And it also this is the interesting one. It would have served beer and liquor. Now, wow. what happens? Uh, what is what? What the urban theme? What the urban um, legend is is that at some point. Uh, Walt talked to a very prominent person um, in this area, someone named August Bush. Um, if you've ever heard of Anheuser Bush, he is oh. Bush of Anheuser Bush. Oh, um, wow. And he said, he said, you know, if you have this theme park here because of the history of beer in this area and you do not have alcohol involved, it will fail. And Walt wanted to push to not have alcohol involved, and he realized that August Bush was right. And so he completely stopped all production of what was happening there. Hmm. Um, so that's when he that's when he lost interest, and it just never opened because of that. But it would have been an interesting thing to have a theme park completely mm, indoors, completely indoors yeah. in the Midwest. It's, it's kind of strange, very weird. Yeah. So um, it seems very claustrophobic. It seems very okay. So have you guys ever been to the Mall of America? Yeah. yeah. So there's like a roller coaster in there. You know? Yeah, there's an entire theme park. In it's there. weird. It's it's super weird. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't like it. I went to uh, we went to uh, Grand Rapids I think for the homebrew conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was weird to me was they have what I just called habit trails from like the parking garage to and interconnecting the different businesses mm-hmm. downtown mm-hmm. because it 
cop's nose. Because it's right. And you don't, and, and you're not expecting people to be walking down the street. So just there's these, you know, halfway through the buildings, there's these walkways. Oh yeah, I remember mm. that. It's just you know, they're basically you know enclosed walk. And I was like, this is so weird. You can go your whole day without being outside. That's like Vegas. It's weird. Yeah. I didn't like it very much. Weird. That is yeah. kind of strange. So um, finishing with actual parks. We're going to get into some of the areas in Disneyland that were supposed to be created and never were. Uh, the first one is Tomorrowland 2055 from 1993 to 1994. They were trying to come up with concepts for this. It will be an update of Tomorrowland with more of an extraterrestrial theme, um, with 2055 being the centennial anniversary of Disneyland. That's why okay. they decided to do that. Cool. However, in the middle of the project, uh, Disneyland Paris failed miserably. And because of that, the project was completely scrapped due to budget cuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the next one was Big City USA, and they were planning this from 1976 to 1984. It would have been a New, a New York-themed area where Mickey's Toontown now sits. Um, it would have had lavish Broadway-style um, theater shows. Um, it would have had live stage shows every day. Um, and they decided to scrap this for Disneyland, but ultimately – it became the American waterfront for Tokyo Disney Sea. So, like I said, hmm. just because it doesn't work here doesn't mean it won't work anywhere. So right. they continue to recycle ideas. Okay. Um, the next thing was Hollywood Land. Um, They're planning this in '96, and this was going to be. Um, they weren't sure if it was going to be in Disneyland or ultimately in uh, in DCA. Um, it would have been a land that was um, basically 30s and 40s themes. It would have had a Who Framed Roger Rabbit ride. Uh, but also would have had a Dick Tracy ride, which is Ooh. one of my favorite Ooh. movies. I love that movie. You know, uh, it bombed. I can't understand that. It tanked, and they got so much flack for that I, movie. And I want to say it was... Uh, I blame it was, Madonna. It was, uh, no, it was such a good movie. It <laughs> was a great movie. I want to say it was an Eisner thing, but I forget now. I was kind huh. of reading about it the other day. It was awful. You didn't like that movie? No, I loved it. But oh, like, okay. but as Thank far you. as the... Okay. the, the, the um, I don't know income. I guess that a generator or whatever. Right. Not, it was just terrible. It was like it was it was a black mark. It was I terrible for the company. I want to watch it. Movie. I want to watch it this weekend. There you go. You can well, watch it. And Mouse Brew is correct. I'm sorry. I call it Disneyland Paris now, but it's actually it was actually Euro Disney at yeah. the time. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. Um, the next place was Edison Square. This was in plans from 55 to 60. Um, it was a land that was supposed to be themed around electricity and Thomas Edison. Um, you would basically be a 1900s city that just got electricity. That would be the entire theme of the, the area, <laughs> and, right? And so, um, and so it was supposed bye to bye be dysentery. It was supposed to be where the Plaza Inn and Space Mountain currently are, um, and luckily they decided against doing that. So um, now let's move on to some of the rides that were supposed to be created that never happened. The first one, and I love this idea, was Atlantis Expedition. Um, after the submarine ride closed and was closed for numerous years, they decided they needed to retheme it. Uh, there was a movie coming out called Atlantis: The Lost Empire, and they thought oh, that yeah. this was yes. <laughs> they thought this would be a, exactly. They thought this would be a great way to theme it. So wow. what they would do is they would actually have you um, underwater on the submarines. You would have. Um, arms that were able to extend from the submarine itself. You can grab gems from undersea what? and pull it back in. That's great. But that's okay. That's better than 
No, that's Nemo. cool. That's better than Nemo, right? That sounds cool. It just sounds impossible. Well, waiting in line is better than Nemo. I know. <laughs> I agree. I know. My kids that's, love nothing it. is actually worse than waiting in line for Nemo. <laughs> I know. I know. I just walk by it. It's like, yeah. oh, Unless minutes, you're waiting in line you're... for Autopia. No, wait, waiting in line for Nemo and then not getting on the ride is better than getting on the ride. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, so basically they were going to theme it around the 2001 film Atlantis, The Lost Empire, which bombed. It's also so, streaming on Netflix if you currently want to watch it. Really? Oh, man, that's too bad. So it, <laughs> it bombed big time. So they decided we're not going to theme something around this movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, another thing they, were, they wanted to do, and I'm not going in chronological order at all. Another thing they wanted to do was Candy Mountain. Uh, so basically where the Casey Jr. train was, they wanted to have a huge – Candy Rock Mountain made out of licorice, lollipops, candy canes, etc. Um, and it would be glossy and kind of translucent, and it would just be this thing to draw people towards it. Um, it was doomed from the beginning. Could you eat it? No, no. It was fake candy. Oh. No, it was fake candy. So it was kind of doomed from the, the beginning. <laughs> I was serious. I was like, that's totally going to give you ants. I so, don't understand. Uh, do, you, do you want ants? Because that's how you get ants. Wow. So sorry. I had to pull off some archer. Sorry. So when you when you were doing your window on the lady imaginary, I forget her name now. Do you remember her name? Oh, I just listened to that show the other day goodness. too. You know what? I don't. Uh, but we were because we were talking about that window in DCA that has her. It was um, the treats. model. Of, it was something treats right with her name. No, Go ahead. I don't know. Uh, it was a okay. Um, the model of the big rock candy mountain. That she, yes. it was like her, it was a model of, of her design for right. it. And so we were asking, well, Harriet, what was it? Harriet, Harriet Burns. Burns. Yeah. There you go. And was based on this. Well, then we didn't know that at the no. time. So this is now, yeah. things are coming together right exactly. now. Exactly. Okay, so, that's was, really cool. So it's it was, a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea, but <laughs> yeah. it was even worse because what the Imagineers did, they, um, they decided, they decided to create it out of real candy. And right, so, see? and so, yes, but they put it in a non-air conditioned building. And so, when everyone came in to look what what, what see what it was supposed to look like, it was melting, yeah. and there were birds flying into the building <laughs> trying to get to it. And they yeah, just decided, you know what, this is a bad idea. Let's just All scrap right. it. Yeah. So they decided not to go with that, um, okay. which is great actually. Um, so um, and also one of the, the what so what they said they said the reason they decided to cancel it. It's because they were worried about what all the smog would do to the facade of this this candy mountain. They thought it would make it so it wouldn't be like as dull shiny. It a little exactly, bit. Yeah, okay, exactly. So sure. that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the next thing they wanted to build was Geyser Mountain, uh, kind of similar to um, Tower of Terror, is you know because you're being shot up and down, uh, where you're basically riding in a huge drilling machine and you'd be caught in a massive geyser and thrown into the air. Oh my. Jeez. With wow. Water? Okay. It just, I mean, you would, it would be like you're being shot up in water, but it would be the same kind of thing that they do okay. on Tower of Terror. Um, <laughs> that'd be so, a good water ride. And if you actually got yeah, soaked. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That'd, that'd be a good like, water ride. That'd be a rad water ride. It'd be like, okay, you are in water. You will all get soaked. Because, you know, with the thing about the water rides in, D- in, uh, in Disneyland, you don't know if you're going to get wet or not. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. And that so you true. could be waiting in line for an hour. And then your left foot is wet. <laughs> that is like, true. Oh, that's really cool. And it's the worst part of you that could possibly get wet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, oh, good. My feet are wet. That's amazing. Uh, so the next one, actually speaking of Don Knotts, as we were talking about in our last episode, is Herbie the Love Bug Ride. Oh. Wow. Is hey, that Car 54? Uh, I guess. No. I've never seen oh, these movies. Oh. 
That's different. Car 54 was an old was TV a show car. in the 50s. Yes, yeah. that was actually uh, Car 54. 54. Yeah. But Herbie, Herbie the Love eight. Bugs number was eight or was no, it was 51, wasn't uh, it? I have no I idea. I've never seen this movie. Yeah. So um, it's an attraction. It was conceived in 76. It was going to be placed in Fantasyland. And it would take guests through um, scenes of the two, the first two uh, Herbie the Love Bug movies, which is the Love Bug and Herbie Rides Again. And you'd be in a miniature Herbie. Um, so you would basically have a, a chicken, a That's chicken cool. race at some point where okay. you'd be facing an oncoming car and you would narrowly escape. Um, you would go around a cliff while you're driving on two wheels. Uh, you would s- drive on water and skip over the water. You would go through a mine, a mine shaft and barely miss an ore car. Um, you would drive in the cities of this, the streets of San Francisco and miss a cable car. You would drive up and onto the Golden Gate Bridge and actually drive on the arches of the Golden Gate Bridge. Whoa. Okay. And at the end of, and they, they've never explained how they thought they would do any of this. <laughs> at the end of the ride, your car would split in two. Okay, just like the movies. Just like the movies, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and so they thought, they thought it was a they thought it was a good idea, and they didn't do it for it some. It sounds fun reason. because it's, it was impossible. It sounds right. like a ride. It sounds, it like, sounds a ride. like a ride. That's um, for sure. The next thing is the fireworks factory. Um, this one would have been really fun. Uh, it would have been interactive shooter ride, um, and it would have been in um, the Toontown area. Where you're riding on the ride a la, um, Roger Rabbit and you're shooting, uh, while you're inside of a fire, uh, fireworks factory, you're shooting at skyrockets, pinwheels, other things like that. Uh, they just couldn't get the technology down. And so instead of that, they put in the fireworks fi- uh, factory where you just simply push the plunger mm. down and that's it. And, mm. and, and Toontown. That's what they wind up going with. They like gave up by the time they got to Toontown. They were like, mm. Well, obviously, have you been to Toontown? So, um, so the next one, this one is actually the one I can get the most information on. It was called the Enchanted Snow Palace. It was a dark ride that was going to be in Fantasyland. It was designed by Mark Davis. Um, he wanted something. Basically, he went to the park one day. He was on assignment trying to figure out what they wanted to do, and it was steaming hot. He's there with his two little girls, and it's steaming hot. And he goes, you know what? I wish there was a place where we could go where we could just – Get away from all of this heat. And he decided, you know what? How about ice? So there would be a huge show building that you would walk into, um, a white and blue show, a show building, where um, that would just kind of be the size of, of um, Small World. Okay. Uh, you would go inside. It would be extremely air-conditioned inside. Um, you would see multiple scenes. Where um, it will kind of be like Pirates of the Caribbean, where the ride you'd be on a flat bottom boat, the ride would, would the water itself would take you through different things. You would see animatronic polar bears. Um, the entire thing would be set to the tune of the Nutcracker Suite. Um, you would see you would have the uh, Aurora Borealis above you, projected above you as oh, that'd well. Be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, you would see all the shimmers of the sky once you're uh, so um, you would. Um, Sorry, you would uh, see the Snow White's beautiful handmaidens. All of them have ornate gowns on as well, um, and all of them would be um, actually carved out of different ice. So all the um, ice sculptures. Um, oh, yeah, it's pretty. Is this is interesting? How many things? If you That's look it weird. up, you can see all of hmm. his ideas because they still have all the ideas around. Yeah, they just sure. haven't done it as well. Um, you see snowy owls, arctic foxes. You see. Um, then you see the Snow Queen herself as the music builds. Um, she would be on her sled with a team of snowshoe rabbits. Um, and then she would basically 
say hi to you, uh, and then just disappear. And then, just take off. And, and then disappear. Anna comes out. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. See, and that's, this would absolutely be a frozen ride. Yeah. That was, no. uh, but that, that was actually what I was going to get to is that at that point, they wanted something that thrilled and dazzled there in the middle of doing, uh, Big Thunder Mountain there in the middle of, mm. you know, the Space Mountain was just created. They're doing all these different things, which were thrill rides, and they didn't want something that would kind of make you snooze. But this idea, <laughs> yeah. but this idea would still be fantastic mm-hmm. for Frozen. I actually think it's a pretty good idea mm. without Frozen. Well, I, they have that the snow room, right? Right in in DCA. In DC, yeah, but I yeah, I actually think that this. I mean, what's different about this ride than Pirates? There's no Disney. I mean, there wasn't a Disney movie about pirates. Not at the time. Yeah. No, no, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. I just I think it would be. This is probably something that's on the shelf, and because of all the concept that, uh, that uh, Mark Davis drew up, I would not be surprised if you saw some of these things rehashed soon. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The next one is Indiana Jones and the Lost Expedition, a huge complex. We talked about this during the history of Indy. Yeah. A uh, huge complex uh, where the Indiana Jones Adventure ride would be, as well as a mine cart. Part of the Jungle Cruise, the Disney Railroad will go through as well. Uh, the reason why this wasn't done is because while they were doing this, they were also building Splash Mountain, and this was coming out at three times as much as Splash Mountain. Wow. And so they decided, yeah, we're not going to do that. We're just going to cut your budget on that. Uh, there was going to be a uh, bumper boat ride called the Duck Bumps, which would be uh, in Fantasyland. The Duck the Bumps? The Duck Bumps. I'm sure this was not the finalized name. Yeah, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'll give you that. Give <laughs> but you it would have been it would have been um I just see that. Like yeah. Donald and Daisy Duck. Yeah. It'd be fun. It would be fun for kids. Around. It'd be great. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. Yeah. It'd be great. <laughs> so they're going to have a uh, it was going to be a bumper boat ride. Uh they're also going to have the Museum of the Weird. The Museum of the Weird was going to have a lot of different artifacts from around the world. Um it was going to be a walk through kind of like a um wax museum kind of mm-hmm. a thing. Uh, ultimately, it turned into the Haunted Mansion, which is Way better. 15 times better. It's supposed to be separate from that, Well, the Haunted Mansion. It, it, was... it was. It started originally, and then the Haunted Mansion became the offshoot of it, and then eventually they got rid mm-hmm. of the Museum of the Weird and just went with the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, Walt, that's another thing. Walt dying killed yeah. the Museum of the Weird. Oh, the Museum of the Weird would make an amazing cue yeah. for the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, definitely. It would be better than just sitting in the sun. <laughs> Great. Um, so then they also were going to have Mickey's Madhouse, which is a fun house adventure featuring clowns, which I hate. <laughs> oh, gosh, I hate clowns. Um, they were going to have something that I think Jason would love. They are going to have a replica of the Great Movie Ride. Good. <laughs> Hopefully at the end you can explode the Great Movie Ride and yeah, no one would or, ever have to ride it. Or yourself, which or one, whichever God. one. Yeah. That's just the worst. I, I've, I've watched... The it's the video. worst. I've watched the video five times, and it's terrible. It's boring. <laughs> so terrible. It's really bad. Anyways. Um, so then also um, they were going to have uh, Dick Tracy's Crime Stoppers, Dark Ride Plan for Hollywood Land, which never came to be. Uh, the Two-Town Trolley. Two-Town Trolley was actually going to be a mixture of what you have now with Roger Rabbit and Star Tours, mm-hmm. which would be a motion simulator uh, while still doing somewhat – not live action, but you're actually moving through oh, the God, area the as name, well. Just just thinking about that just made me motion sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Baby Herman's Runaway Baby Buggy. Oh, that's funny. That's fun to say. <laughs> Which will be a dark ride for Hollywood Land. Uh, the Rainbow Road to Oz. This one surprised me because when I think of The Wizard of Oz, um, I think of MGM. But Walt Disney actually owns tw- the 12 of the stories, like 12 of the books for the whole Oz 
thing. Yeah. They own the rights to them. Huh. So this was going to go through part of the uh, Rock uh, Candy Mountain. Um, it was basically going to be a, uh, a a party, a surprise birthday party for Dorothy in the Emerald City. <laughs> okay. Um, so then you so you'd also see. Um, Tin Man's castle, things like that. So like um, Tin Man has a castle. He has a Tin castle? Man has a castle now. According to what their original plans were, you're going to do that. Uh, they had a script written for the movie Rainbow Road to Oz, and decided to scrap it because it wasn't any good, <laughs> and then just instead do just do a um, a ride about it because Walt loved so much. He loved The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, do a ride about the movie that wasn't very good to begin with to even be made. Completely agree with you. Uh, disagree. Uh, the Oz. Uh, so The Wiz is way better than Stop Wizard it. of Oz. Stop it. Stop Did you see the new one? Bomb. So good. Really? So good. Stop it. Anyway. Anyway. So then, so they decided to scrap it. Once they decided to stop doing the Rock County, Candy Mountain, they scrapped the uh, Rainbow Road to Oz. The next one was Space Voyage. Walt was a one-upsman, mm-hmm. absolutely a one-upsman. And so once he saw the success of um, the Matterhorn bobsleds with yeah. two tracks, he said, you know what? Let's do something with four. Let's do something with four Jeez. tracks. Yeah. With four trains at all times mm-hmm. out oh on gosh. the track. Why not? And um, But because of the fact that there was no place to build that in the park, they scrapped that as well. So, um, That's insane. That sounds kind of scary. It does. Like I would be terrified. Like mm-hmm. Even now, like when I see another – car on the track with me on the bobsleds i'm like oh, i hope we don't hit like yeah. you know you're not going to but i'm like i hope oh, we don't hit well there's when they're running multiple trains on the screaming yeah yeah and yeah. that's on the same track yes it so, freaks me out man yeah, it, really well, freak it should out. it should scare you so this these are the things that they're going to do in disneyland but they decide to get with uh get get rid of those also there are some that are going to be in um, california adventure the first one was the rock and roll coaster starring <laughs> Starring, no doubt. <sighs> oh yeah. Well, they're I, from Anaheim. because yeah, they're from Anaheim. They're, they're from Anaheim. They also have a song about well, Tragic the, Kingdom. Their first album, was, yeah, the first album was Tragic Kingdom, mm-hmm. and so they, just, they wanted to do a roller coaster based on them. And think, I have no problem with this. I can, I actually agree with her. I don't know. I I don't even know what they're saying anymore. <laughs> it's just you and me in the room too. Okay, so Jason, they decided yeah. they were going to do this and. Fortunately, they decided not to do that because yeah. it's a terrible fake ska band. You like drop down and don't speak as play. That's rude. <laughs> They're fake ska. You're she fake. Does, she, You're she fake doesn't ska. know. Don't worry about okay. it. Just keep going. Listen to Skank and Pickle. Okay, so um, the next one was the Grizzly Railroad. It was going to be a trail uh, railroad that ran um, all around Grizzly Peak and took you on a scenic view of that. Uh, they decided not to do that. They were going to do a Paradise Pier water flume ride. Which would be a shoot the shoots style ride, which would t- would have taken you into Paradise Bay. They decided not to do that. They're going to do the Green Army Men parachute drop, which basically was the Malaboomer, mm-hmm. except you, it would have been themed like the Green Army Men from Toy Story, where you come down with a parachute as well. Um, there, and then they're going to do the Walt Disney Story. This one was a great idea. It would have been housed inside of where Carthay is right now. Okay. Um, and so then they decided they're they were going to cancel it. Um, because they didn't need a lot more film-based attractions, but it would have taken the entire through the entire history of Walt from L.A. to oh, what wow. Disneyland became That'd as well. That would have been cool. Um, I thought that would have been great as well. Um, they were going to do Mickey's Magic. It would have been a um, basically what they have in Walt Disney World. It would have taken over 
the Muppet Vision 3D area, but in order to bring what they do in Florida to California, they would have had to completely renovate the entire uh, theater and actually enlarge it so they can get a big enough screen. And so they decided that they were going to get rid of that and not do that as well. And last but not least, the Toy Story musical. <sighs> the Toy Story musical, it would have been um, – basically you're looking – you're in Andy's room and it would have been a musical – uh, from the perspective of the toys while Andy leaves. Um, and it would have taken over the Aladdin uh, musical spectacular inside of, inside of the Hyperion Theater. Um, but Aladdin was so popular that they decided we're not going to do this. Aladdin's so great, we're just going to leave it there. Yeah, And then they get rid of Aladdin. So that is the – I'm not even going to say short. That's a long <laughs> list. That is a long that's list. That's a long list. And that's probably not even all of them. It's not. Yeah. I cut out half of them. Wow. Of things that were going to be built that they decided, you know what, we're not going to do these things. Uh, you know, I got to say that they weren't wrong no. to kill all of those. <laughs> there uh, may be one idea. Maybe one idea. The Snow Palace one. Yeah, but say, even okay, that, it kind of sounds boring, honestly. Well, if you want to get out of the heat, then I think that maybe that's why they right. uh, – Small World's colder. Right. Just turn right. the air conditioning. There you go. You save a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. A whole building based on ice. Get out of here. <laughs> I thought it would be awesome. If, especially yeah. if the snow, if the uh, the show building was actually like a glacier or something like that. I think that would look really neat. Yeah, may, okay, maybe. 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 So. Uh, yes, okay. I'll give you that. Candy yeah. Mountain. <laughs> no. So anyway, that's, mm, that, is, uh, that is it. Good job, Great dude. Time. Yeah. Thank you. We're going to do a little Disney news here. Give Terrence a break. March in the past, present, and future with all the news that's fit to cover. It's the Ears Up Disney News. Got some good stories. Uh, apparently Harrison Ford is set to unveil Disney's Star Wars theme park plans in a TV special. <gasps> Isn't this the same guy that didn't want to be in the uh, Indiana Jones special? Apparently they not. quit on the job because of that? I don't know. Don't offend him. Uh, Harrison Ford will be yeah. unveiling some of the plans for upcoming Star Wars attractions at Disneyland and Walt Disney World in a TV special set to air February 21st. The Wonderful World of Disney special, which will be broadcast on ABC, will celebrate the 60-year legacy of the theme park with participants including Elton John, Josh Gad, whatever, oh. and that? Whitney Carson. I don't know. He's some oh. pudgy comic. Uh, fans who attended Disney's D23 Fan Expo got a sneak preview of the 14-acre Star Wars editions and the blah, blah, blah. The unnamed Star Wars world will be inhabited by humanoids, aliens, and droids. Uh, we all kind of know that. Every store and restaurant will be operated by local inhabitants, making each experience deeply immersive. Nothing in the land will be out of character or stray from mythology. By the way, we're currently casting for roles, so if you live on the Outer Rim, there may be a job for you. This is a, that's a Bob Iger joke. Are we going to watch this together? Sure. Okay, I think we need to. All right. Pudgy comic, voice of Olaf. There you go. Ah, okay. Okay, that's good. <laughs> that's, that, that's good. No, I mean, he, that makes sense. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Disneyland, or uh, not Disneyland, but uh, Star Wars, uh, Disney is announcing a recall of a Darth Vader onesie because of a possible choking hazard. Oh, I never like those. Um. I have a Darth Vader onesie. <laughs> is it this one? 
No, I don't have that one. Okay. It says, if you only knew the power of the dark side, and it's a little baby Darth Vader with a big old head. Uh, the garments were sold in three months, six months, 12 months, 18, and 24 at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. The Consumer Product Safety Commission says these snaps that secure the bottom of the onesie could detach with enough force and pose a choking hazard to young children. Um, which I think is funny because Darth Vader's known for choking people. <laughs> Wow. So the fact that it's a choking hazard is just inherent that it's a... <clears throat> that one's he uses the force? That one's he uses the force. <laughs> the dark the dark side force. Um, also in Star Wars news, Disney Store announces global release of Star Wars-themed sumsums. Yes! I thought there was sumsums. Uh, who cares? I, don't I know call them some sums, and I, I like it. The Star Wars Sum Sum collection will feature characters from A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, awesome. and will come in three sizes: mini, medium, and large. Which would be interesting of a large Sum Sum. Characters represented in the collection include Leia, Sky- uh, Luke Skywalker, Chewbacca, Han Solo, R two D two, Jabba the Hutt, Boba Fett, Darth Vader, Yoda, C three PO. Ewok and Stormtrooper. Why not Wicket? Why is it just generic Ewok no. and generic Stormtrooper? Want, no Lando? I want Ewoks. No Lando. No Lando? Well, it, it says the collection w- will include, but I don't know okay. if it's any more than that. Uh, okay. It'll be launched exclusively at Disney Store locations uh, online also on February 16th. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I know, right? That's the biggest <laughs> oh, man. ever. Well, and so you can s- there, there's photos here. Oh, <laughs> Jabba the so Hutt kind of just looks really cool. Jabba the amazing. <laughs> Chewie has like uh, his teeth. He's just like a like smile, but like showing his teeth, but like yeah. kind of like a weird friendly smile. Yeah. Uh, Leia has her buns. Leia has her buns. Uh, Yoda just looks weird. R2 looks weird, too. I, I don't really like C-3PO. The uh, Stormtrooper looks like a front of a car. C-3PO <laughs> looks like a goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. But I still want the Ewok. That's the only one I want. The one Ewok, though. That's weird. Yeah, There's just so many different Ewoks. Generic Ewok. He's so yeah. nice. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, well, in a sad note, a family is threatening to sue Walt Disney World after a snake fell from a tree at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park and bit a boy. Whoa. Oh, which man. the family claims ultimately caused the death of the boy's grandmother. <gasps> what? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Matt Morgan, Matt Morgan, the family's attorney, <laughs> held a news conference on Thursday and announced he will file a formal lawsuit against Disney for the injuries sustained by the boy and the wrongful death of the woman. Morgan said the family, who lives in Alabama, claims that the snake escaped at the park and entered an area accessible by park visitors. A Disney spokeswoman confirmed to WKMG... WKMG, that the boy was bitten by a snake at the park, but she said the non-venomous snake was wild and not part of the park's animal collection. Oh, boy. The family claims the boy's grandmother, who witnessed the incidents, went into cardiac arrest and died a short time later. Whoa. Wow, that is actually the worst trip to Disney. Dude, right? <laughs> yeah. It really is. Disney said the boy was treated by a park nurse and the family enjoyed the rest of their day at the park. Okay, well then... Well, so Grandma didn't... There was no call for an ambulance following the incident, according to Disney. Okay, they don't win. Okay, yeah. So, if I mean, if he got bit and then Grandma started freaking out and keeled over there, then I can understand. Absolutely. Sure, but 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 it's not the park's fault. I mean, it, it fell out of a tree. Yeah, and if it's not one of the park's... It's it's really it's just an unfortunate series of events. Sure, mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, but also it fell out of a tree. <laughs> it's, but it's not. <laughs> it's a snake. It doesn't. 
It, but it's not the park snake. I know, but it's a, just another reason to not go to the animal. <laughs> they, have, we, they had monkeys in the trees. Like, I like it was the just, monkeys. Nah, that's crazy. It dude. was just Don't no, monkeys. That's kind of terrifying. Uh, actually, gorillas when do. They, gorillas do when they get very angry. I saw that at the Oakland Zoo. <laughs> another reason not to go to the zoo. <laughs> I swear. I, well, the Oakland Zoo is no San Diego. Series, well, that's so true. It's different. It was this lady was singing to the gorillas, and they were they were agitated. They, they, she was agitating the gorillas, and they were like lobbing. Was she doing it intentionally? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know people are strange, dude. Oakland. Oakland. Um, okay, we're gonna get out of here. Are we gonna do the window? Ah, oh, the window. I don't know. I'll make it quick. Uh, make dude, it quick. I was supposed to Go do it, it like four shows ago. Okay, Go so John Hinch. <laughs> All right. I'm just kidding. Right. Go ahead. Uh, so John Hinch was born. Uh, June 29th, 1908 in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. He was an avid reader and an artist that attended the Art Students League of New York, the San Francisco Art Institute. And Sounds the- like the most boring superhero group ever. <laughs> <laughs> the Art League. The, the Art League. League. Of artists. <laughs> and the Art Students League at, uh, uh, in New York. Um, he began working at Disney in 1939 as a story artist, although he, it was his title. I'm sorry, the, although that was his title. In typical Disney fashion, he was involved in multiple areas within the department, such as backgrounds, layout, and effects for Fantasia, Dumbo, The Three Caballeros, Make My Music, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, and Peter Pan. He also was the artist that teamed with Salvador Dali on the animated short Destino, which began in 1945 but was not released until 2003. Um, it was shelved eight months after a 17-second clip was created, because World War II was crippling the company in debt, and the movie was no longer seen as financially viable. John was also the official uh, portrait artist for Mickey, having created the portrait for his 25th, 50th, 60th, 60th, and 75th birthdays. Wow. Yes. Outside of art, John was responsible for creating the hydraulic squid for 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which won him an Academy Award for Best Special Effects in 1954. Uh, he moved to Wed Enterprises that same year and was in charge of designing attractions and buildings in Tomorrowland, especially Space Mountain and uh, the entirety of Adventureland, New Orleans Square, and Snow White's Grotto, as well as designing Small World and Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln for the 64 World's Fair. After Walt's death, he basically took over as the Imagineering Chief Designer. He designed Space Mountain and the castle at Walt, at Walt Disney World as well as being the master planner um, for the entirety of the build in Florida and later in Tokyo. Marty Sklar has said that other than Walt Disney himself, no one symbolizes the Walt Disney Company more than John. He was an accomplished artist, a designer, a stylist who had a tremendous influence not only on the movies and theme parks he worked on, but on the thousands of people he worked with during his many years with the company. Outside of his work with Disney, he also designed the Olympic torch for the 1960 Winter Olympics, which is still at Squaw Valley in California. Uh, he passed away on February 5th, 2004, having worked for Disney for 65 years. Wow. Yes. If you want to see his window on Main Street above the photo supply company, he is right there, and he is listed <laughs> as an instructor along with Herbert Ryman and Peter Ellen Shaw. Very cool. Yeah, nice. Awesome, I think man. he worked a lot with Harriet on some things. Like I remember reading his name a lot. Mm-hmm. He he worked with everyone. He was involved forever with the Walt Disney Company. All right, and with that, <laughs> it's time for the fact of the show, which is probably the longest one I've done so far. Um, oftentimes in the 1930s, actors and other talents would swing by the Disney Studios for impromptu auditions. 
One man in particular, a ventriloquist from Chattanooga, who often entertained children in the local playgrounds by imitating farm animals. And uh, he also had a day job of uh, delivering milk, which is a service is, is kind of cool. Um, he dropped by to offer his service. For auditions, he recited Mary Had a Little Lamb in the style of a small girl. Walt remarked, he sounds like a damn duck. <laughs> Needless to say, the man was still delivering milk the next day. However, a year later, Walt was in need of a voice to give a life to his latest character, a short-tempered, self-reliant duck. Nice. Where's that guy that did Mary's little lamb like a duck, Walt asked. <laughs> and shortly thereafter, Clarence Nash would go on to be the voice of Donald for almost 50 years. That is so that cool. That is awesome. Kind of neat, huh? Love All right, we're going to get out of here. Thanks for sticking with us, everyone. It's kind of a long show, but I hope you got a lot out of it. It was it was really fun for us to do. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time, and uh, hopefully see you in the parks.